And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Seipch. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. Yeah, you can find me at DFF underscore Madman. And Mike, I'm glad you remembered the name of our show. For a second there, it sounded like you may have forgotten it. <laughs> it's been a while, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's been a whole week. And no, yeah, I, I remembered it. It's just other things were on my mind while I was talking. Kind of like yeah. Shane and Shane Manila. <laughs> Oh, good. You said my name. So now I can actually pay attention. Uh, <laughs> See, like I guys? said. <laughs> I'm, I'm Shane Manila, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to go buy a, a new used car tomorrow. So that's very exciting. Woo-hoo. That is exciting. Well, technically, I'm going to test drive it. But as long as while driving it, it doesn't explode, it's pretty pretty good chance I'm going to buy it. I like how you call it a new used car, you know. Because <laughs> it's new to me, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, make sure you take care of y'all's car, y'all's chicken. Take care of your men- y'all mentals. Your mentals. <laughs> and, you know, get everything situated over there, man, in Philly. Yeah, you know, that's funny. Do you think uh, you're obviously mentioning Marshawn Lynch? Is that guy going to play again next year? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. I doubt it. I, if Chris Carson isn't ready to go to start next season – and Rashad Penny is still, you know, all jacked up from his multiple knee injuries. Um, I could see the Seahawks trying to bring him back. Yeah. But more like, you know, hey, it's the third week of camp and all of our running backs are ass. So <laughs> would you please come yeah. back to us? We need you, Marshawn. Those old guys just won't go away, man. Mm-hmm. Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, and they still got it. I mean, they do. I, I don't know how. After all those years and all those hits and tackles. Unbelievable. In a touchdown scoring league, you know, where where running backs, you get the most points from the scoring. I mean, they put him in at the goal line and he scored a bunch of points the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that made up for that Super Bowl (laughs) loss, man. You know, the other one, when you talk about old guys and you said people just won't go away, I heard today that uh, Larry Fitzgerald said he's playing in 2020. Signed another one-year deal with the Cardinals. And he's still fantasy relevant, too. (laughs) He was yeah. this year. We have actually someone was complaining, um, saying, "Hey, I I made an offer to somebody for Larry, or somebody had Larry Fitzgerald on the block. I made an offer for Larry Fitzgerald, and they decided since he's coming back, they didn't even want to talk to me. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, that guy's on your trade block. You know, deal with me. But I mean, people love Larry Fitz. I mean, we're gonna enjoy one more year of him. I can't believe it, but geez, a, man, he looks wide, good for his age. Wide right? receiver, thirty-five. Well, yeah, I mean, he's thirty-six years old. So literally, just getting on the field means you're like, oh, good job, Larry. Good job. <laughs> you, like you said, wasn't he a, a wide receiver three this year, though? All things yeah, I think he was a low-end wide receiver three. Yeah. yeah, but he was really inconsistent. And uh, yeah. someone tweeted at us, <clears throat> not just us, they tagged like 476 other people, <laughs> which you know how much well, I love. Cool. I love when people do that. Just, you know, tag everyone. That's, uh, the president, Mahatma Gandhi. It seems to happen a lot, though. You're right. It seems to happen a lot. There's a lot of these where the tweet is just filled with a bunch of names, and then there's a second tweet added to it. Where they with attach the question. their actual poll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, his tweet, all your timelines. his tweet was something to the effect of like, oh, well, how does this affect Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson? He might have said Hakeem Butler, too. And I said, well, if they can't beat out a 36-year-old wide receiver for snaps, then they're not very good anyway. So don't worry about it. Yeah, Isabella. Yeah, but he, you know, even at his age, he's still good and people love him. Good. I don't know if good's the word I'd use. He's he's better than anything the Eagles throw out there. (laughs) Um, So he's slightly above Greg Ward level right now. Well, yeah. And then (laughs) maybe. Is Greg Ward like five foot three or is it five foot seven? Isn't he short? No, he's like 5'10", I think. Oh, okay. 
you know. So listen, we uh, we do have some news actually, and our news tonight is brought to you by FantasyData.com, and use our promo Trades HQ all in caps when you're signing up for their service. And uh, hey, we we have like a couple more coaches again. It seems like every week we have some more news the for coaching coaches. carousel. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, just I, I I thought these two just specific. Well, I actually added something else about Dick Face, but I don't really <laughs> care about him. But so Joe Brady, um, yeah. 30 years old, I believe, the LSU passing game coordinator, um, is now going to be the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator. Matt Rule hired him today. Um, People are excited and, about this one, aren't they, Shane? Oh, yeah, dude, because everyone's just imagining basically LSU's offense transplanted to the NFL with, you know, Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and uh, Ian Thomas next year. Only thing missing from the equation is a quarterback, which from what I understand is fairly important in uh, football. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Think so, it, Especially yeah. in super flex leagues. I hear they're yeah. pretty. And then uh, Matt rule still hasn't stated that, uh, you know, Cam is the guy next year, but he's only been there a few days. But, yes, yeah, so, uh, I was just looking up some of Joe Brady's stats, uh, passing stats for LSU last year. They had 401 yards per game passing. Just passing. Huge offense, man. Yeah. Second in the nation, 3.9 touchdowns per game and 75.1% completion, completion percentage, first in the nation. Wow. Um, yeah, it helps, though, when you have um, – was it Jamar Jefferson? Is that his name? Chase, Jamar Chase. Right? Jamar Chase, yeah. Well, yeah, they have. And Jefferson. I just combined those <laughs> players, didn't I? And Moss did a pretty good job there in uh, the end, you know, the end of the season in the playoffs. Randy Moss's son, the tight end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he really looked pretty, came on, looked pretty good. I'm excited for him. But, I mean, you're right. Joe Joe Brady did a heck of a lot um, for for that offense. I mean, or Orgeron was smart in, in making that happen because I don't think he was going to see this the way. This wasn't going to happen. What's that? That's how you pronounce his name, because I kept pronouncing it as um, oregano in my head. Oregano. Oregano. Yeah, similarly. (laughs) Go Tigers. His receivers, his main receivers were uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson announced for the NFL today. So between him, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, uh, who else we got out there? C.D. Lamb. Um, Yeah, this wide receiver class. Who, I'm sorry? Oh, we're not counting Tyler Johnson because um, just for my buddy Kane, Tyler Johnson might go undrafted, I think. You get invited to the Shrine Bowl, not even the Senior Bowl, not even the Senior Bowl. And then well, you decide about, you don't want to we'll go to the Shrine Bowl. Wow. But I do love that receiver. Um, I think he's one of the most talented in this class. But the cool thing about Joe Brady is what he did. I mean, we saw the kid. We saw Burrow. Heisman Trophy winner, all the records that he broke, winning the national championship. And my only point is that Orgeron wasn't going to see that through without Joe Brady. Joe Brady, you know, with the quarterback, with that offense, all all that excellence, and now you're taking that to Cam Newton's team. And let's just say, let's just pretend that Cam Newton's going to be there this year and he's fully oh. healthy for the whole season because, oh. um, you know, he's, he's worth a ton of money uh cam newton in a lot of ways so he's not someone they're just going to cut or anything so something something would have to happen with him you know what are they going to do trade him to cincinnati and draft joe burrow but at any rate let's just pretend cam newton's there what do you guys think this means for cam newton christian mccaffrey dj moore curtis samuel what do do you think this means shane well it's going to be difficult for christian mccaffrey to do any better than he did this year uh yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So here's RB1. So I don't think there's any room for improvement there. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's still going to probably do pretty well, I would say. Yeah. You know, I liked what I liked about Joe Brady. I was reading some of his quotes and he, he did, he's talked about and the same that uh, Matt rule has talked about um, that they fit their schemes around their players, what their players do best. Um, so I'm excited to see what he's going to do in Carolina with DJ Moore. It'd be really exciting to see uh, DJ Moore with like 160 targets. But, uh, you know, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are very different wide receivers than what he had in LSU this year because those dudes are just, you know, big, strong, just different body types. But it's – look, he's got – between having uh, – well, assuming Cam's there and you've got yeah. – Christian McCaffrey, no DJ one's Moore. Give Cam away that takes on a job for the Carolina Panthers. Like, yeah, I mean, we don't need this guy. Let's just give him away for you know. Let's just cut him. I mean, you know, it, something's got to go down. They're they're probably going to have him. It's not very likely, year. you know. And the other right. thing too is that isn't it this year? There's a lot of quarterbacks that are free agents, you know, after this season. So there's a lot of quarterbacks yeah. moving around. You know, well, there's at least you know there's at least Dalton. Andy Dalton. So, Right. Um, who I is actually one of my favorite free agents. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he's gotten a very bad rap uh, from real football and fantasy football, to be honest with you, dealing with what he dealt with there. But also there's going to be, I think the Panthers drafted seven. Um, you've got Jacob Eason, Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, Joe Bauer, obviously is one Tua oh, yeah. Tagalovia. <clears throat> probably um, going to be gone too. But one of those guys gonna, is going to be there though. So if they really want be. to, yeah. you know, they could end up with a guy like Justin Herbert. So who knows? I mean, it, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I know that like, and like I said, I like that him and rule. They're more of those guys that are like, look, we're going to scheme our offense around what our p- best players do best. So I'm excited. So to many see things for us to talk more. about on upcoming shows, man, even before <laughs> it happens, like before we learn where Andy Dalton's going to end up just thinking <laughs> about where he could go, because I honestly think, he would really look good um, in place of Derek Carr. Seriously, I, I would rather have Andy Dalton than Derek Carr, uh, you know. And and I think that John Gruden would too. But uh, and just in, interesting stuff in the offseason. I can't wait for those shows when we talk about this stuff. Yeah, there's a – Derek Carr's dead. The, I mean, he, <laughs> he showed you what he is. He's a game manager, right? Such That's a great he, kid, such a great guy, but just not a fantasy-relevant kid and not a great quarterback but to lead the Raiders in the future. No way. He's the perfect, like, your team can be 9-7, and seven, maybe 10-6 mm-hmm. and six in a really good year, but he's never going to be the guy that you're, the, you know, he's never going to be the reason that a team wins. He's just going to be the team, <clears throat> the reason that a team might not lose, but he's not right. the reason that You know what might. I see him as? Like a guy that comes, that, that grooms a younger quarterback because he does all the right stuff except for, you know, throw great passes and stuff like that. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. like all the other things, the intangibles. Isn't uh, that the most the important part? Grooming a rookie quarterback later in his career where he's like, no, you know, he's a backup and he accepts that role. I see him being that, you know, positive locker room guy that, you know, you need, you need some decent capable backups in the NFL that can come off the bench and play football. He's that guy, but yeah, he's just trying not to lose games for you. You're right. That's, that's they, his M totally. They could cut him today and save 16 million in cap space. I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, yeah. but it's not going to happen though. Who, David Carr? Yeah. David was better, man. Do, do, on, do. Yeah, so actually, if they release him post-June 1st, they can actually save more. They can save $19 million 
because he's a $21 million cap hit. That's ridiculous. Only two and a half dead cap if they cut him after June 1st. I mean, if I'm the Raiders, I'm cutting bait with him right now. I'm moving on. I'm not really so because I think it's something equal for less or better for, you know, not much more. What what they've been paying Connor. What pick do the Raiders have in the draft? Uh, the Raiders have the twelfth pick. The twelfth pick, and, okay. and yeah, just looking at the Leave it you in, know, Mike. <laughs> look, looking who's out there. Cincinnati needs a quarterback. Washington doesn't. Detroit could decide that you know, look, Stafford's old. Maybe who knows? Giants, no, they don't need a quarterback. The Dolphins Miami don't need does. a quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry, Wait, Dolphins. You said the Dolphins. Need a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. They don't need. Here in here in um, Miami, they keep talking on local radio that they're going to take two at three. Yeah, and Chargers need a quarterback. The Panthers, who knows? Arizona, uh, no. Uh, Jacksonville, maybe. Cleveland, no. Jets, no. Oakland, there's going to be a quarterback there. That, that, For them to take, one. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and you know, when, when the draft comes around, we've talked about it before, I'm going to be out there, but we decided we're going to do a live show out there. So um, even though we record on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, that week of the draft, we'll be doing something on Thursday, Friday for everybody to hear. So we got a lot of stuff coming up with that, with the draft and free agency and all these players changing. There was another coaching job that you wanted to talk about with the Bears and uh, how much that's going to help the quarterback over there. So, uh, yeah, John DeFilippo, DeFilippo. He's uh, now the Bears it's quarterback Filippo. coach. There's I no like L. I really, <laughs> I really like that. He was not great at his other jobs, but man, as a offensive coordinator, as a quarterback coach, for sure. He, he. I think, I think this is great um, for Mitch Trubisky. I man, he had a. He just doesn't look good. He needs some. He needs some serious attention. I think Flip's the right guy for that. Clyde yeah. Edwards Hilaire uh, is entering the 2020 draft. What? <laughs> Where did that come from? LSU's running back. No, I know, but what, yeah. you were talking about Dee Filippo, and then all of a sudden, I don't know. I was listening, but I'm still scrolling to Twitter. Bears, how? I know it was like, yeah. but that was Shane wanted to talk about it before we did the show. We were talking about how oh, no, it's going to help the quarterback and everything. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just scrolling through Twitter, and I thought people would like to know that. But he, that, uh, see, see, uh, about Flip go, becoming the quarterback's coach for you know added fantasy goodness, right? For Trubisky, you think that's a good thing for that yes. passing offense? They, they they look like shit at times, man. I, I mean, that offense was just—I don't know how to describe it. It was—it had its moments, but it was just sorry, man. It was it was bad. Yeah. And they hired Bill Lazor as the OC, who I don't feel like looking up his stats right now. But <laughs> what I'll tell you eight about eight, though, I mean, that's like the worst five hundred team ever. <laughs> Yep, and uh, John D. Filippo was the quarterback coach for Carson Wentz in 2017 when Wentz would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt. That's yeah, a damn shame. Yeah, so I mean, he's you know he's worked. I don't know how much he had to do with that. I'm going to say it had to be at least a little bit, right? It was Wentz's sure. second year in the league. Didn't have an extremely great cast of wide receivers. Sound like a broken record uh, so far in his career. Well, we know uh, quarterback coaches are important because yeah. Adam Gase is only the only thing he ever did besides <sighs> hold the clipboard for Peyton Manning was be his quarterback's coach. And look where it got him. He's had a head coach gig after head coach gig, never really succeeded anywhere, and he keeps getting them. So clearly, if you're a good quarterback's coach at some point, you get other opportunities. And But Flip is good, uh, better than Adam Gase. Thanks. And real quick, um, I just wanted to point out, as I, as I must do, yes, um, <laughs> as I often do, Carson Wentz is good at football. 
Oh, I knew that. I see. I knew that was coming, man. When Carson yeah. Wentz is on the show's show sheet, you know, she yeah. Say something. The best is seeing him fight. I tweeted out yesterday that Carson Wentz was, I believe, top five in. Uh, he was definitely top nine in yards, top five in touchdowns, and top five in interception percentage, top 11 QBR, and top 13, I believe, quarterback rating. Not to mention that one game that he put the entire team, all all 10 other offensive starters on his back and led that team to victory. Wasn't it an overtime win? It was basically all Carson Wentz decision-making and throws. And I mean, honestly, he does. He, he looks like a good NFL quarterback. It's a shame that it's just a shame that he never finishes the season, man. I mean, what the? It just—it's a bummer. Shut your mouth about Carson Wentz. I was gonna say it makes it makes for it, man. I'm I'm like identifying with your it, your fears. It makes for so interesting tweets, though. You know what's gonna be tweets, awesome though, though is uh, <laughs> I looked at a couple mocks so far, and the wide receivers mocked to the Eagles have been T. Higgins in the first and uh, Jefferson from LSU. Who? And oh, I, yeah, I, I would, yeah, yeah, I saw I'd Henry be, Ruggs too, man. Eh, I don't, I don't know about the first, but I saw Henry Ruggs mock to him and uh, mock to you guys. And honestly, I you know you you need a speedy guy too. But I could see Higgins Probably. in your offense. Yeah, see, I like Higgins because I think he's a product. He's going to be a wide receiver one. Like he's yeah, uh, for an NFL top team. I don't know. Class. Yeah, he'll be. I like him a lot too. And then uh, just draft Ro- or just sign Robbie Anderson in free agency, and everything's fine. Okay, yep, sorry. There's Michael. your speed guy. Yeah, cool. There's our car. And there's a minute on Carson Wentz. I know. And that's right. When you say sorry, no, I was just gonna say that all your tweets are very entertaining when anybody tries to say anything about Carson Wentz. It's really funny <laughs> the responses that you end up sending out. Yeah, there. I won't even go there unless we're on the show because <laughs> I, I, I have to enjoy seeing your face and hearing your voice, like the text. The, the, you know, seeing the text isn't isn't enough. It is fun seeing the face, you know, and and actually, since we were on the air last week, your Browns finally got a coach, right? Yes. And I, I am not upset about this. I, Browns Twitter, Browns fans. I mean, you know, they've been putting up with this shit for 20 some years. First of all, that's just since 1999, right? 20, you know, 20 plus years, 21 seasons, I think it is, of complete and utter failure. Like, I've I've said this before plenty of times, you couldn't try for 20 years to be that bad and succeed at being that bad, but the Browns (laughs) keep doing it because they keep pressing the restart button, right, the reset button. And then there were the three years without a team. So seriously, going back to 1996, it's just 1995 was sad enough when they left, but since then, like all that time has gone by and it, they haven't had a winner, a good team. And they embraced analytics and then they didn't. And then they brought in a, a GM and then a, a coach that was over his head. All these silly things that they just can't quite do it. Then they finally bring a guy in who's really buttoned down, um, you know, a, a hardworking guy who's been successful, um, you know, X's and O's on offense runs a tight ship, and nobody has a bad word to say. He embraces analytics. He's got some really interesting things that he likes to do that's, you know, he's not Pete Carroll, which is a good thing. You know, he's not stagnant at all. He's willing to change and learn and grow. And then you couple him with Moneyball himself, uh, Paul D. Podesta, right? Um, I thought it was John D. Podesta. Paul, I think. Yeah, whatever. He's a deep and, Podesta. I'm sure. And, yeah. So that you got deep Podesta and Stefanski. I can't even keep all those letters straight. But those guys working together, they're bringing in a GM that's going to be um, where they can have a unified approach to things finally. And the coach is the coach. The owner finally, say what you will about him, but he's trying to get a group of guys that has that have the same mindset 
And they have talent to win now. You guys know that. We had a lot of expectations in fantasy this year. Browns fans had those. Um, but they really do have a lot to succeed now. They can't really reset. So the understanding is right now, based on what he said in his press conference, that he's going to keep most of the players, right? The core players. He's not looking to just bring in his own guys, that kind of thing. They're not all going to stay there, but he's going to build upon this core and and hopefully the offense can approximate some of the great stuff that they did in Minnesota. And one of the interesting things is they run a couple of base sets really well, a, a lot like um, you know the, the Rams do under Sean McVay. And you don't know, you see the look, but you're not sure if it's going to be a run up the middle. You don't know if it's going to be you know, a runoff tackle. You don't know if maybe they're going to pass to the receiver this time. It, it looks the same. They have a few sets like that. And some of the best passes to you know big plays to Stephon Diggs are based on these simple plays that they might just hand the ball to Nick Chubb and and or they might throw to OBJ or they might you know do something with Kareem Hunt. Um, it's just it's going to be really cool to see that they keep what because he's always about keeping the defense off kilter, keeping them on their toes, not knowing what to expect and. Um, so I'm excited. Um, you know I say that all the time because I'm optimistic, but this time around. I am, for fantasy football, excited about them bringing a little bit of that Minnesota, what worked well, to the Cleveland Browns with the talent that's on this team. I, I think it has more talent than the, than the Vikings. Um, I definitely do. You know, last year in the offseason, a lot of the players, especially like uh, Baker Mayfield, was like on the top of a lot of people's lists and stuff. And then yep. after what happened this year, a lot of it has dropped down. Do you think they're going to spike back up now with this coach? Yeah, I do. I Yeah, I do. I think you, Baker Mayfield, you can't give up on that guy yet. Um, Nick Chubb is amazing. He's totally underrated. That's somebody you need to be drafting higher than he, than where he's going, but enjoy the value while it lasts. Um, this is um, tailor-made for Baker Mayfield. This is a great thing because Stefanski's hands-on. He's going to deal with Baker Mayfield. He's going to coach him up. I mean, look what he did for Kirk Cousins, man. He looked like shit last year. This season, he actually looked like a pretty capable quarterback, except, of course, in big games again on, you know, Monday nights and, you know, uh, away. You know, he did. But he looked really good at times, like better than Kirk Cousins has looked recently. And I, I see I see some really good things for Baker Mayfield. I'm sure Stefanski's coming in thinking that he's going to turn this guy into, um, you know, a champion player. So fantasy wise, I, th- I think that it, I feel the most optimism for Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see the the guy at the end of last, not this past season, the season before that was winning those games and um, just some more, um, what do I want to say, focus and organization and, um, you know, attention to details. I I think we're going to see Baker really take a leap um, this next season. And, yeah, I'm not selling him anywhere. Shane, do you agree with that? I was going to say, I I remember you had him as your number one guy for a while there. You might get there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna have to move him back. Um, but <laughs> Jimmy just spit think, out his drink. At least a little bit, right behind yeah. Carson. I'm gonna have to slide him maybe behind Patrick Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson yeah, and Carson Wentz sure. and probably Kyler Murray and a few other guys. But I still think. <clears throat> He's still got a wide receiver, wide receiver. Yeah, he's even got good wide receivers <laughs> seasons in him. I still think he's top 10 quarterback potential in him. Cool. Um, oh, I do too, yeah. yeah Freddie Kitchen's just, you know, look, some people aren't built to be head coaches. It's a different gig. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a senior manager in my real world job. And, you know, one of the reasons that you're able to do that is that some people are good at managing people and some people are good at just doing the job. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Um, but there are two different skill sets there. Like, you know, you could be the best uh, guy hammering nails into the wall, but that doesn't mean you'd be the best guy managing the guys that could hammer the wall nails in the wall you know you could buy them hammers maybe but yeah. sure well you know you can bring a fish to water but you can't make it swim you can't make that horse swim <laughs> wait no. what so that's all i got a on fish that. to water so real quick I, I wanted to touch on the topic yeah um, and i was gonna ask you about that topic because it actually helps for a lot of people but it also helps us for for our hq listener leagues too you know one thing that's going on right now a lot of leagues have people that are leaving so when you're in a league where some of the players leave, they end up having dispersal drafts if it's more than one team. Now for us, for our listener leagues, for HQ1 and for HQ2, both of those leagues, we had one person leave in each one of them. So instead of doing a dispersal, we actually did a contest on Twitter, right guys? And to give away those spots. And uh, Jeremy, you wanted to let people know who got the, the spot in HQ1? Yeah, for sure. First of all, you know, we sent a question out. We sent questions on Twitter to make sure, you know, we were talking to our um, actual listeners, of course. Uh, um, so, you know, the questions were, what's Mike's, fa- who is Mike's favorite wide receiver? And of course, the right answer is Mike Evans Woo-hoo! of the Tampa <laughs> Bay Buccaneers. Good choice. Good choice. And then um, what was um, my, you know, Madman's uh, wide receiver one in 2018? And that's DJ Moore. Um, and so there were two people that actually uh, got that right, and there were two people that got the Mike Evans answers right. Um, we put the names in the hat, and it turns out that um, the winner for the HQ1 spot, the first draw, was Greg Berthoom um, at Greggles17, gets a team in HQ1, our first league. Um, so we'll reach out to Greg and let him know about that and get it all squared away. And Shane, who got the HQ2? And I look, this is the same thing I tell my kids, too. I don't want HQ2 to think I love it less <laughs> than I love HQ1. Right. Uh, just because HQ1 was first. You but have also, this conversation with your kids? <laughs> yes. And I don't want HQ1 to think. Can you imagine? No. I love HQ1 any less just because he has a brother. Like, I love him equally. Just different. You know, they're different. They're good at different things. Right. Okay. Um. <laughs> So for HQ2, which is a 14 team? Yes. And we share a team. <laughs> yes. We share a team. In two, Three we share, share a team, team. And in one, we each have our own teams, correct? <laughs> correct. Thank you. Um, uh, it is our good friend, Kyle Senra. Oh. Uh, he won that contest. Because awesome. he answered both questions correctly. He reached out to me and he said, hey, did I, um, did I answer those questions correctly? And I said, I, I don't know because they involve other people. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was gonna say. Exactly, I was gonna ask. You don't even listen. I, you but know what? Kyle does listen to the show because he got both of those right. I, I know Kyle listens. I get it. But that was funny I mean, though, Jeremy. We talked about it. I wonder if Shane did know the answer to the two questions. <laughs> I, I did know the. Answer. I know. I'm I did kidding. know those ones. I'm just kidding. I know. All right. So he got. But so I don't got, listen most of the time when you guys start talking. <laughs> Thanks. I know you Thanks don't. So he hey, got trade alert. Wait. We got a trade alert. Oh, okay. So we'll do the trade alert before we start talking about dispersal. Wait, but we have a trade that involves dispersal drafts. No, no. We Didn't got another trade though. We got a trade in HQ one. Ah, okay. So then before we go to our yeah, before we go to the topic about dispersal drafts, let's talk about the trade that happened in HQ one. All right. On the one side we have a 2020 112, 2020 113. 2020 213 and 2023 11. And let everybody know it's 16 team league. So it's a 16 team league. Well, I'm just saying because of 113, and then there's still three more picks in the first round before it gets to the second round. 
There are three more picks because <laughs> um, there's 16 teams, and that's how math works. <laughs> yeah, like you really know that. No, I have no idea how math works. I think it's all dark magic, to be honest with you. <laughs> On the other side of the trade, we have Mr. DeKalen Metcalf, um, better known as DK Metcalf. Uh-huh. And that's it. That's the whole trade. Okay, so it was the 2021 12, 2021 13, 213, 311 for DK Metcalf. Okay. Yeah. So big, oh, big time. I like it. Yeah. Well, well, what do you like about it, though, Jeremy? Which part of it do you like? Um, I like the fact that you're giving up four lottery tickets. The 311, meh. The 213, some people aren't going to turn the 213 into anything. And that's the 29th no. pick, right? Yeah. <laughs> 16 nice. plus there. He's so happy. If you could see him on video, he's like pumping yeah. his hand and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, and a 16-teamer that we're talking about, those are really low. I, you know, I like to think I could turn that into something. I mean, only because <laughs> I've been very successful in the second round. Seriously. I mean, I, you know, you? Um, I've got my guys that hang around. Yeah, the second round's been – it's been like uh, baseball's been very, very good to me. Um, the second round's been good to me. But um, you gave up the 112 and 113. I'm not even worried about that. You're getting a, a more certain asset for some lottery uh, tickets, and you're trying to um, turn your team around. You already have a, you still have a lot of picks, um, but you're getting a bona fide player to put in your starting lineup. And all the things that you've done recently, this kind of is in tune with that. You've picked up either really good players that are still in their prime or, or young players that are, you know, not even peaked yet, you know, peaking um, when you've traded your picks away. I mean, you acquired them for a reason, right? You're not going to use all of them. So right, right, I like right. that you turned it into DK Metcalf and not just, you know, some guy. Yeah, I'll yeah. say this too. With the way he does his trades, there was a time where he had, I don't even remember, 16, 17 picks, whatever he said he had at the time. Um, it was unbelievable, and, yeah. And, and even the 12 and 13, he had offered those to me for A.J. Brown. And I had decided that, no, I didn't want those. I'd rather have A.J. Brown. And so this is on a similar vein where you're getting a player that you know can play right now as opposed to the 13th and the 12th player of, like you say, what could those lottery right. tickets be? And he can use them now, and he still has a whole bunch of other picks, and he could still turn some of his other things into more picks and get back into the first round again. But in a 16-team league like we have – it is so hard to get a player that you could put right into your lineup. And in this case, he got a player that he can put right into his lineup. But he doesn't have to wait for the development of you know those picks. Another thing I just thought of is that by 112, all the quarterbacks are going to be gone. No question. In this 16-teamer, everybody knows better by now. I mean, even, even the fringe guys are probably going to be disappearing right around the end of that first round. Um, you know, guys that maybe are good. Um, all the good ones are gone. And so... Is he going to be able to get something that could become DK Metcalf? I mean, I I don't know. I wouldn't take the chance. I'd rather have Metcalf. It, it is interesting when you say that because I remember last year when we discussed the draft after we had done it. But you're right. Even the fringe quarterbacks that may get a job were drafted in, in those top rounds in this league yeah. because it's so hard to get them, you know? So, yeah, and, and I have the, yeah, so I still have the one, two, and I was, the one, nine. In I was the just going to say, I was just going to say, you still have two first round picks have, on top of that. You didn't even have to get rid of the good picks. That's amazing. Yeah. Larry, shame on you. We, we talked about you like the past. I think the past three shows now. Um, this is the last time, by the way, all year uh, <laughs> you've met your quota. But no. Um, but you know what? That, that's but, good that you kept those two. Yeah, he was trying. He was two or one nine. That's awesome. 
definitely trying to get the one nine out of me. And uh, I was pretty steadfast. And no, I'm not trading that because, you know, at the one nine, I can still get a, a quarterback. So, but you know what's good yeah. about it though for Larry though, Larry won the league. So yeah. you know to win the league and then to be able to move one of his pieces to pick up two first round picks for him, that's good for a team that already won the league. He's got good pieces, so to pick up those two picks, he also did another trade in that in that um, in that league. He did a trade with running chalk. And yeah. he he picked up another first round pick, and uh, yeah, you know Larry's trying to have a true dynasty and win this back to back. So if he repeats this next season, I'm holding both of you personally responsible for that. Why? There's no way anybody in this 16 teamer should be able to repeat. Okay, but 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 I'm not one of the ones who did the trade with him. It's Shane who did it. I didn't do it. But but and actually, the trade that he did with Running Chalk, he offered it to me too for um, Darius Geis, but I didn't do it. So the trade that he did was he traded Ronald Jones, Darwin Thompson, and a 2021 first, and he got the 116. So if you combine the two trades, his trade with Running Chalk and the trade with Shane, he picked up the 112, the 113, and the 116, and players out of his starting lineup would be Ronald Jones and DK Metcalf is what he gave away. You know, I, I, I'm yeah, pretending that I, I care all. more, but I, I think my first pick in this draft is like a fourth rounder. So yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Remember I traded away most of mine too, but, yeah. but, but yeah, the, no, that's not bad at all. Not at all. No, to pick up three first round picks and win the league. I think that's pretty good. So, all right. What we were going to talk about, though, is different than what we did in these. Oh, you know what? Real quick. I just want to jump on one topic. That, that, <laughs> okay. That because it's, you know, no, go ahead. and what I've, I've realized some of the mistakes <laughs> I've made in my personal making trades. I don't know why I was going to say personal trades. I don't know who else. Right. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, my personal show's not long enough for that. Um, uh, yeah. At one imagine. time I smoked crack. I was, no, 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 no. Um, Shh, allegedly he did. He did. Allegedly he didn't. smoked crack. Yeah, he there did. was no penis in my mouth. It was all alleged. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So, you, you, know, you made that conversation that way die. different. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's something that, that people need to do more often. At least I know I do. Um, a lot of times I waver on a price that I'll accept for a player. Or a okay. trade I want to make. All right. So, you know, at one point, you know, talking to myself in my head about the trade for DK, I was like, well, giving up the one nine's really not that bad for him. And I started justifying it and talking myself into it. And then I went like, dude, what the f are you doing? No, your price is your price. Sometimes you just have to hold firm. Like I have another guy right now in another league that's trying to trade for Juju Smith-Schuster in a dispersal uh, after a dispersal draft we had. Um, and, you know, I said, look, my price is my price. It's 1-4 and Calvin Ridley. If you don't want to meet it, fine, then don't. And, you know, he's coming back with offers like Woods in an early second. Like, no, no. And then he's kind of telling me why my price is wrong. I don't care if my price is wrong. That's what I'm comfortable with moving him for. That's your price. My least favorite thing tactic is when people try to convince me that what I'm asking for is wrong. I, there, there are other ways to to go about that with trade offers, but yeah, I mean, your price is your price, and thanks for telling me what it is because that makes it easier for me to make you offers and and, and or move on. So. Right, and that's and that's and that's my and I don't even care about you know him going. Oh well, he's not worth this because of blah blah blah. Like I don't even care about that. Like Apparently what you should he's do worth that much to you, yeah. And that's exactly if you have a price that you're set on, don't start compromising because when you start compromising too much, 
And I'm saying not like, you know, like a small compromise is one thing. If you're asking right. for the 105 and someone's offering you the 106, 107, okay, that's a decent compromise. Yeah, you might want to try to deal in that case, of course. Right. But if you want the 105 and someone comes back with like the 110, that's not a compromise. That's you bending over and taking it in the ass. Okay. Um, but there is a, there is something else to say about this, though. You know, and mm-hmm. there's two things. One, when you said that about telling somebody telling you why you should do a trade, I just always think that that's ridiculous. Somebody tell you why you should do the trade. You know, I know there was a conversation even in the Patreon chat where people were asking about whether you should look at the trade calculator and show the person why they're wrong in not wanting to do a trade based on what the trade calculator says. You know, and a lot of times you have to know who you're dealing with if you're going to show them something like that, because some people get offended and some people will never even want to deal with you when you show them why they think you're wrong. But with you, Shane, I know personally that I've dealt with you enough over the last couple of years that what you're saying is correct, that that's a way to do it. But I have dealt with you where you've had your price. You've asked everybody in the league for what your price is. And then when everybody turns you down, you start to lower your price. Well, so, yeah, that's just being smart. I mean, if well, he really yeah. wants to move that player, but, he, yeah, he's he's going to at least soften his stance a little bit. Because I think the thing is that what we all realize, and you might be going there, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's, it's market value. And no two league is... Uh, no two leagues are going to be the same, and it differs across leagues. Someone was telling me, well, market value is this, and this is somebody that knows their stuff about market value. And I had to point out that that's market value, you know, you know, an aggregate, or that's market value, but it's kind of in a vacuum. Every league has a different um, setup, and every league has its own market. So you have to, you know, by the time Shane gets through everybody and realizes that he's got to soften his stance, he's like, well, this market is different than the other league where I made similar trades. It's just... You know, it's the way it goes. Mike, finish, because I feel like I cut you off, and that's not what I meant to do. You got me all fired up, excited about this, because that's one of my things when people say, oh, I did the trade calculator, and it says this. Dude, the trade calculator is not in, you know, HQ1. It's not in, you know, OHFF. It's not in these leagues. It Values differ, right? Yeah, that that is one of the things I was going to say, that, yeah, in in different leagues, things are different. Yeah, but... I just I, I don't remember what I was saying to him. Um, I'm sorry, that's buddy. right. I just got I, me excited about I, that. I, I know. Well, you know I was just, even what I was gonna so, say though. Wait, before you get back to the original topic, all I was gonna say was that with you, Shane, sometimes when you say hold firm on your price and everything like that, if everybody else doesn't agree with your price, then sometimes you make the adjustment because you know that everybody else is gonna do that. Unless you feel that that price is what it is and you're not going to do it. And I know with you, sometimes you get it in your head that you want to move somebody. So sometimes you make that adjustment in the price based on you wanting to make a move. I'm just saying that it happens sometimes, you know. I'm going to stop doing that so much. So that's where I'm at with Juju. Like, yeah, I want to move him off this team because it was a dispersal. I need multiple pieces to even compete. So. But uh, yeah, Bob Bob Woods. As much as I like uh, Bob, and, and a late uh, early second, that's not that's not enough for Juju. Yeah, no, 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 no. Look, my team. Even if my team is trash for two years, Juju will still only be twenty five, and Robert Woods will be in his late eighties. So I'm fine. <laughs> well, the the only other thing that we did have here to talk about was the topic we were going to talk about. And you've actually said the word quite a few times, dispersal drafts. And with a lot of these leagues that we have, 
there's multiple people that leave, not just one. A lot of times when it's just one, then you don't really do it. But when you have multiple people leave a league, sometimes instead of having people take over the teams, the leagues have a dispersal draft where they stick the players from the two teams or three teams or four teams that have left into a mini draft for the new people that come in. Also, another thing that happens with those leagues too is they give you like a second chance. If you're a team in that league, you can also throw your players into that dispersal draft and be part of that dispersal draft. Second chance dispersal. Yeah, right. those are great. So one of the things we were going to say is we were going to talk about what our strategies are if we're in one of those dispersal drafts and what you like to do. What do you like to do? Shane's trying to get his mic to come on. That's yeah, what all those clicks were. Was, uh, <laughs> it was causing me some issues there. I'm not really sure why. So do you, I mean, obviously every league would be different. It depends on what players are in the dispersal draft. It depends on what you have on your it roster, really whether you want to throw your stuff in the dispersal draft, you know? Um, and I mean, I'm not making a joke. I'm not making a joke. My my only tactic is honestly to um, look at the players that are in the pool. And I've been in ones that are, you know, rookie picks are included, Debbie picks and Debbie players or just Debbie players, um, uh, rookies, uh, you know, a mix of things. And honestly, I, what I do is I rank, I take the, the, it's usually on a spreadsheet. I take the spreadsheet. I make my own, a copy of it. I, I list the players in order how I value them and, and maybe even further break it down. And if there are a lot of players, if it's deep, you know, a deep roster kind of situation, quarterback, running back, wide receiver and, and color code it, you know, whatever you want to do. And, um, you know, put it in some kind of an order so you know what your players are and then go in with, OK, it's super flex. There's four teams that are drafting or six teams that are drafting. How how likely am I to get? you know, two quarterbacks inside the first, you know, five rounds or whatever, four rounds, because it depends. You're limited, right, by the number of quarterbacks. If there's four teams and six quarterbacks, only, um, you know, a couple teams are going to get two quarterbacks. Um, so yet you really have to go in with strategies. I've actually strategies. I've actually reached out to both of you during them to make sure my my thinking was right. Like I reached out to Mike before. I'm like, I'm thinking about getting Ben Roethlisberger, my third quarterback. But I just don't like the depth at running back in this. I'm getting these picks. And so it really is just a matter of ordering it in a way based on the scoring and everything else that sets you up for, you know, as much as possible, the best to worst kind of assets in your opinion so that you can ha take that and, and get as many of your top players. I mean, I don't know how to approach it any other way than um, trying to get the best things that I can get for my team, the best players, the best, uh, most valuable assets. That's it. And, and you know, nothing more scientific than, than that. I agree with you. I, I think in this, in, in a way of approaching it, it's kind of like approaching a startup draft. It's just, a smaller pool of players that are available. So you still look at the scoring for the league, but the difference is you can also look at all the other teams in the league as well. So you take a look at the teams that aren't in the dispersal, what their, what their teams have, what they have on their rosters. And you can also make some decisions in that draft based on making a trade with somebody that's already in the league. I know that I'm in a league right now where they had a dispersal and one of the guys that was in the dispersal, he would post in the group chat, Hey, I'm getting ready to take, I think it was Nick Chubb at the time. And he's like, yeah. anybody out there that wants Chubb, send me some offers right now. Uh, and so what he did was he drafted somebody in the dispersal with the intention of moving him to one of the other teams yeah, to get knowing multiple full pieces. Well somebody wanted them. Yeah. Right, and, exactly. And even before that you brought, 
brought up a great point um, that, you know, being able to trade into the dispersal is another wrinkle that's really cool. Either drafting things to trade or, you know, talking to the league. And if you're able to do that in some leagues, you're not. It's closed. But if you're able to trade with um, teams that are not in the dispersal and they're following along, you can get something, um, you know, more useful to your team just by, um, you know, trading an asset or a pick just a pick let yeah. them take whoever they want kind of thing um i've only been in one like that where you could trade out um to teams that weren't in the dispersal and that was a lot of fun and there were some trades um yeah. but you know the strategies around strategies around that are just the same you know try to optimize your assets the whole time yeah and just you have a different wrinkle than a startup in that you get to see what other people have and then make some kind of decisions and strategies based on what other people have shane what were you going to say yeah buddy what do you think uh yeah well you guys sound as good <laughs> yeah mike you had you see every once in a while you surprise us because you, you throw out some some strategy there talking about hey don't don't forget that it's just not the players in the dispersal that you're going to deal with you can be making picks to deal these players away to, to, to the other rosters because most likely most of the time most dispersals the teams are going to be hot trash yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate yeah. you saying time. that I know what I'm talking about. Thank you. <laughs> Look, once in a while, I got to say nice things to you. Um, He's been pretty successful yeah. in leagues. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Thank you. You know, what's, uh, you know what's fun is um, what? So I did that in one league. Uh, my, my team is one of these teams that have one quarterback league. I just can't get it right ever. Everything I do is just fucking wrong. Um, and this is the one where. <laughs> yeah, this is the one where I have Juju. And um, that's why I'm so adamant in this fucking league. Because it seems like every time I've compromised a little bit, it's blown up in my face in that league it's like hey let me buy low on a b like oh guess what he can go lower <laughs> face <laughs> you like Corey davis do you you really think he's gonna break out this year okay anyway so um, what is the, the trade you made with Corey davis and i think we saw that in the champion i mean sorry not the championship game but the the playoff game this past weekend we saw why Corey davis hasn't been good and it's because derrick henry wasn't his quarterback as soon Basically. as he got derrick henry at quarterback he caught up touchdown you know it is so, so not, cool not to, it is so not cool to go off topic too much but oh, um just I've, watching Corey davis and you know i've i've rooted for that kid and yes. i've said i've pretty much panned panned it all have, off yeah doesn't have it's, it, thing. it's not yeah there's you know look I, I believe in analytics i believe in all that stuff trust me um but there's just a factor that certain wide receivers and certain athletes have successful right, ones and data don't score points still. Data don't score points. So I am going to quote from Data don't score points. But Corey Davis does not have whatever it is. He doesn't have it. Um, it there was a there was a play um, two weeks ago along the sidelines that you know it would have been a tough catch to make. Doesn't make it. And then last week, you know, uh, I forget when. I think it was over the middle. Same thing. Would have been a tough play to make. But and you just know it's not going to happen. Whereas you know guys like you watch Odell Beckham Jr. Julio Jones. You know they make those plays. Um, obviously, dude. Odell even some of the grinders, year. like I mean, honestly, like grinding players, like Edelman, guys who work hard and have some skills. Yeah. But you know, Corey Davis <laughs> should be better than they're they're making catches like that uh, just yeah. through sheer, sheer willpower or something. I don't know. It is. But they're funny. able to do it. It is funny because it's amazing how they went in and they beat the Patriots, and then they went in and beat the 
fucking Ravens. I mean, Dude, that, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I'm pulling for that team. I, I am too. Am, <laughs> I am too. My but, son says that they're going to win it all, not just the AFC championship game. He's convinced that they're going to win the whole freaking thing. I'm like, I don't know, buddy. He's like, their defense and everything's going right. I'm like, yeah. He's like, Derrick Henry, I don't know. I, I mean, it's going to be so. All I can say is the games have been fun to watch. Most of them, Shane, well, have been fun to watch. They've been close both teams in it. It's been interesting this year. It has. That's what I wrote on Twitter the other day when they were talking about who's going to win and who's going to go forward. I, to me, it's been the most fun watching these guys. And, you know, living down here in South Florida, I still think it would be really cool if Tannehill ends up coming to a Super Bowl at the Dolphin Stadium. Yeah, I think at this point, everyone <laughs> has pretty much acknowledged that the only problem in Miami was Adam Gase. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Adam Gase even knows that now. I mean, yeah, you have Devon Parker turned in what a top 15 wide receiver season. I don't feel like looking it up. Yeah, it was yeah. at least top 15. Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback two yeah. from the time that he took over behind Lamar Jackson. Um, you have Kenyon Drake goes to Arizona and just tears up shit. Mike Gusecki, oh, yeah, Mike Gusecki didn't look like an absolute lost mind. Uh, yeah, like dude out there. You know, the yeah, and you know who else has quietly done pretty good is Kenny Stills over there in Houston too. You know what? He is so yeah. Kenny Stills has always been underrated. Actually, yeah. when I when he went to Miami, I expected him to do better than before he went to Miami. He did worse. He, he I mean, he he had a couple of games. And Kenny Stills is great because he is so good at tracking the ball and playing like downfield. Um, air yards guy. He's really good at that. But the thing about Kenny Stills is he's shifty and he can play um, inside too. He can play underneath. And I mean, I always felt like he's like the most abused guy. People would talk about him like he sucked. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Did you ever watch him in college? I mean, this is a talented wide receiver. He goes to Miami and you wouldn't know that. They're like, hey, just run straight down the field and we'll throw it to you. They didn't let him do anything of really, you know, use his dynamics, which I just didn't understand. And then, yeah, Changes teams and he's like, "Hey, it's cool." Will Fuller's hurt every game because uh, look at this guy. Yeah, got Kenny Stills now. So let me think if let me. Do you think this is a Fagazi move or not? Right. <laughs> First Fugazi, of all, what's a Fagazi move? I don't know what that means. Fake, fake bullshit. Moves. Oh, Fugazi. okay. All right, go ahead. Like fake. It's bullshit. It's okay. low. It's low class. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. Low brow. It's, it's, it's not real. It's faux. It's faux pas. It's okay. faux pas. I understand. So. Someone offered me a trade, and it was basically – not basically, it was. He offered me Golden Tate for Austin Eckler, and I immediately turned that down. I would too. I would right. much rather have Austin Eckler. And, yes. I, and I countered with Austin Eckler for your fucking 103. Yeah. Because uh, I know that's not fair, but it's a lot fairer than Austin Eckler for Golden Tate, right? Correct, yes. So he went ahead and goes, well, this is the same trade you offered me. Back in my, I look through my trade transactions and see that I rejected it. I go, <laughs> when? So he's like, right there in transactions. So I look in transactions. It's from November fucking 12th. Right. right now, you know, I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to assume that's right when Melvin Gordon came back. Probably. I was probably trying to sigh, sell yeah. high on Eckler at uh-huh. that point. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But he put together a fucking running back six seasons since that, <laughs> since that time. It, it, right. it is funny when somebody says, well, you offered it to me. And then they pull up something from like a long time ago or without the, the context. Yeah. The context. There you go. That's it. Without the context <sighs> of why you sent the trade in the first place. You know, uh, I do like the fact that they say it to you. Like you sent it to me. Like, so matter of factly, like you sent it yesterday or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, what are you talking? Like, 
like, and I'm like thinking in my head, like, when did I send this? So, you know, you can go on MFL <laughs> and you can check your last 30 days. And sure. I'm like, nope, not there. So I checked my last 60 days and I'm like, mm, not there. Let me do control F on the screen. Maybe I'm <laughs> yes. just missing his name. I'm not able to find it. Sure. Yeah. And it's still not there. And I'm like, all right, I'll check 90. And I'm like, sure enough, November 12th. And I'm like, you know, I don't feel like looking it up. That's probably roughly around when Melvin Gordon was coming back or, you know, I thought either way, Eckler had a point. That's like what? Three weeks in the season, four weeks, half yeah. the season eight games. I don't fucking know what it was. November 11th is definitely not three weeks into the season. <laughs> <laughs> not, not unless they were really long weeks. Either way, you can't fucking offer really long trade. <laughs> you can't offer a trade someone that they offered you two months ago. Dude, everything's changed in two months. Exactly. Shit, things change in a couple weeks. You know, but, but there is one thing you just said about that. I really like that feature in MFL where you could go to the transactions, you could pick the person's name, you could say how many days you want to look, and you could see with a specific owner how many times you've sent an offer or got back whatever i do that all the time and it is pretty interesting to see sometimes because especially for you way more than me shane but there'll be people that you've sent offers to and you may not even remember like in this case you don't remember sending it so you could just put a person's name in there put a time frame and then it'll show what offers you sent what offers were uh, turned down and stuff you know yeah i, I like, like that to feature look back at those and i made two bad trades this year and one of them was freaking horrible. And both of you guys told me to do it. And it was what? it was awful. I still won the league. I still won the league two years in a row. Um, one of the Ohio leagues that Tim Torch runs, um, the original one. I won it two years in a row. I ended up winning. But, I mean, I got rid of Chris Carson um, and other other really good pieces. And I think my re- and it was all because I was loaded at running back. So I was, like, giving up some stuff. And, and my return – and. I never do this. I don't know what I was drinking that week, but I I, I moved these things for Sammy Watkins. I'm like, <laughs> what? I look back at the trade. I'm like, oh, wow, I got Chris Carson. I got these pieces. Oh, shit. No, that's the side I sent. I'm like, that's insane. So Sammy Watkins trades, man. is absolute fucking trash. Yeah. Like he is, he's almost cuttable at this point to me. Because well, look you can't succeed. Metrics, it's unbelievable that he can be so bad. But do but you, you see- couldn't succeed in that that Los Angeles Rams offense when it was the best right. offense in the league? Then your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes for the following two seasons, and you still can't fucking produce. You know what's really funny is even during the game this week, Tyreek Hill got nailed, which I was so happy to see him get nailed. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, me too. I saw that. I was like, don't get up, don't get yeah, up. Yeah, that guy. Um, but no, but but the fact that he he got, he got hurt. But then I mean, Sammy did get a couple catches after a while, but he was like non-existent. And what's really yep. funny is right yeah, now, nice. right now I'm looking at uh, HQ one because I, I was looking to do a counter and where it shows the newest news the top news that it says based on what you just said it says sammy watkins to be a cap casualty for the chiefs so so when you talk so then you're talking about buffalo you're talking about the rams now you're talking about the chiefs he he three team failure yeah he could potentially be on his fourth team uh this coming season like, I don't even know how you sell him either. That's the problem. Because what are you going to say? Oh, he, he's going to a great <laughs> offense. He just came from the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, but right. Tariq Hill and Travis better. Kelsey were there. Yeah, but Tariq, uh, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was out. He was out. 
<laughs> and he still didn't produce. Well, one game only. Well, big game, and that was it. Yeah, he, like he there's literally up, he was nothing. Like, hey, this is my coming out party, and then he disappeared. Oh again. my god, it is so funny because I just clicked on his name. In week one, he scored fifty five. Yeah. points 55 and i think he scored 100 points for the year 161 so 161 right. and 55 of them were from week one yeah, third of it came <laughs> in week. before we finish up though we did not talk about the trade oh, that so shane made after the strategy you gave good strategy thank you um, and you did <laughs> a trade you did a trade i did a trade so yeah oh but you know what else dispersals are good for what to fight off the urges for a new startup yeah. So yeah, I'm in. I did two dispersals this year. One so far, at least. One where, yeah, where the, one where the team was absolute dog trash, um, and that's the, the one we'll you mean get after to you drafted it. it? <laughs> oh, I, I, no, 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 no. After it, it's already by my third pick in the dispersal draft, it was already better than my previous team in that league. Um, yeah. And then another team, another league where I uh, made it to the second round of the playoffs, but I was like, eh, fuck it, let me just do it anyway. Cause it'll help me. You know, I'm not in love with the team to playoff team, but it'll stop me from joining a startup. So you're saying the and, two uh, dispersals you're in were leagues that you were already in, but you threw your team into the dispersal. Yeah. One was a good oh, team. You. One yeah, was a horrible awesome. team. Sure. Okay. Um, so also, um, as much as I appreciate it, everyone, please stop DMing me about joining startup leagues because um, <laughs> it's very hard to say no, but I have to say no. And if you don't stop DMing me, I'm going to let my wife respond to you. And, awesome. You know, it is kind of funny. We all three of us are getting requests from people that to ask to be in leagues. And I've had to say a no to a couple people, too. And it was very difficult to be able to pare down what I already had. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not joining anymore new ones except for hq3 we are doing a third hq league and all three of us are going to have our own teams in it and it's going to be yeah it's going to be an auction league and it's going to be a double copy copy league yeah copy copy league so we're going to have 24 teams and we're going to make some announcements real soon about that uh but for me that's going to be the only league i joined this year you know so um but but before before we wrap up though you didn't do your trade yeah yeah tell everybody your trade and then let's get out of here trade alert yes one of the players one of the players i drafted in this uh dispersal was uh mr marquise brown Uh uh-huh um, so I traded him uh, after the tr- draft uh, to a- another team that was in the dispersal. Um, he was a new guy in the league uh, for a 2021 first rounder. Okay. So, so first of all, you guys were both in the dispersal. So was that mm-hmm. 2021 first round pick available to be picked? I No. 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 It was not. Okay. So, so he... They were given the 2021 picks then is what you're saying. So then you drafted yeah. Marquise Brown and you turned around and traded it for a first. I like that trade. I, I'm, yeah. I'm happy yeah, with that, definitely. By all accounts, the 2021 draft is going to be better than the 2020 <laughs> draft. You know, we really didn't talk about some of those players that have decided to go back to college, I mean, too. Really, you know, so like, far, it's only been what? Devontae Smith, wide receiver from somewhere. Bama? Uh, yeah. And what about and Chubba? Chubba? Yeah, Chubba. that that hurt. Chuba, <laughs> Chuba. He's he's going back. Yeah, that's Kylan Hill. Yeah. Um, a couple other guys, but not. I mean, look for 
looking at the the class that's coming out, trust me, it could have been a lot worse. Like there's the top what seven running backs came out. out Yeah, but but the thing is, is when you're in the dispersal and you're training somebody like Marquise Brown for a first round pick, you're not on the same level as like the DK Metcalf or the AJ Brown or whatever. You've got a player that you traded for a first and now you could turn around and trade that first with some other picks for a better player, which most likely you will do because you like to package all that stuff and do that and this is well for this dispersal i mean like first of all it's 25 man rosters and i only have 20 men on my team right now oh wow (laughs) (laughs) well i'm sorry it's 25 off season 30 in season but there's taxi squads and stuff like that but like by the end of the draft i was just like i don't want any of these players just no i'm not doing this anymore i quit um (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah, i mean about all this is we're gonna talk about the um the players that didn't declare versus the players that did and start talking about all of our rookies like we do every year. So next week's show, we can dig into start um, analyzing some of that because we'll know exactly what draft pool our rookie drafts will be pulling from. Yeah. One thing we did decide a little housekeeping for our show is we're going to keep on top of all the NFL deadlines so that we could talk about them on the show, which we kind of left off last year. So, Hey, listen, We have a couple things left to say before we go do our Patreon show, which part of it is, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreons. Oh, um, our patrons are better than you if you're not a patron. Um, (laughs) That's the first thing. No, well, I mean, look, I'm not being mean. It's just, it's a fact. Um, Everybody tells me, you know, like the patron chat is lit, awesome, whatever. We're actually going to have to, and we were talking about this last year, we're going to have to actually branch off um and create like a start sit sub chat next year yeah, no, we're gonna have to create a couple of things i think yeah we're, something we're just keep it streamlined yeah. we do have a lot of things in the works i know but I, yeah you need to become a patron bitch because um, <laughs> i don't know it's just better i mean yeah first of all it's not just us in there is everyone else in there there's you it's know definitely. fantasy football yeah. analysts there's regular Joes. There's, you know, a <laughs> couple, a uh, couple of our awesome female listeners who largely ignore us, uh, <laughs> and I don't blame them. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll fucking not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But no, I mean, you get the chat, which is worth its money on its own, and then you get the uncensored pod, and then you get the bonus patron episode every week. Yeah. And now uh, I'm going to say goodbye, Shane, because I'm going to get a cigarette. And okay. Then he's totally cool. I, out. I, I, yeah, nice. We, we'll, we'll see you for the patron episode upcoming. I, I did want to say a couple of things um, before we sign off. And yeah. just to remind everybody that we have, you know, we have the HQ store. Um, and you can find us at um, dthq.storeenvy, dthq.storeenvy.com. All kinds of cool stuff out there, shirts, hats, stickers, and mugs. And I just want to let everyone know that um, you might want to get some of this stuff now because we're in the process of coming up with a brand new logo we'll reveal um, in the not-too-distant future. And um, we're pretty excited about it, so we'll even have some more swag out at the store. And then I wanted to get back to the contest that uh, Mike and I ran where the answers were Mike Evans and DJ Moore, Mike's favorite player and my number one wide receiver in 2018. There were Two listeners um, of the show who had correct answers. Um, I think it was Mike Evans, um, and that's at Andrew Hall FF and at J Snake underscore DFF. That's Andrew Hall and Jacob Vines. 
um, guys we interact with on Twitter all the time, obviously listeners of the show. And um, just stay tuned, guys, because I just want to let you personally know that um, you've won something, too, even though you didn't win the spots in the Orphan Leagues, HQ1 and HQ2. We've got something lined up for you. Uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll announce that real soon. Yeah, and and it was fun to throw it out there, and we did only run that contest for two days, so yeah. it, it was it was pretty cool to see some of the responses, and we really appreciate all the all the support and all the love that you guys give us, and even making the attempt to answer the questions, whether you got them right or not, um, it was still really great. Um, the other thing too is when you mention about a new logo, we actually have quite a few big changes coming. In the next couple of weeks, and we are going to be making the announcement soon of what we're going to be doing, including the logo, including a website, including a couple other things. So the website, I forgot about that. Yeah, that is cool. It's going to be pretty awesome. So uh, right now we're going to wrap everything up and we're going to go do a Patreon show after Shane comes back from his cigarette. So I will say this. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And say goodbye, Jeremy. Uh, say goodbye, Jeremy. And, uh, you know, I just want you guys to take care of y'all's chickens and, <laughs> you know, look at your mentals and take care of that. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>